1: Foundations. If you feel that God is not aware of what you're going through, He is aware. And if we think that God has turned away from us, He hasn't.
0: Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've a new series on foundations, looking at the various names of God. And there are quite a few, but on our last program we learned a little about Elohim, and today we're going to be learning about the name Elroy.
1: Yeah, this one is more um, presented in, in a story. I'll, I'll start by reading Genesis sixteen thirteen to 14. It says, Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God who sees. For she said, I have remained alive here after seeing him. Therefore, the well was called Beer Laroy. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. Now, you would know what that story is relating to. Yep. Yep. yep that would that's
0: be Ishmael's mother, exactly, Hagar. Exactly,
1: yeah. And if you don't know too much of this story, Hagar was the Egyptian handmaiden of Sarah, who was Abraham's wife. Now, Sarah was barren, and, and you have to kind of Get your head around the fact that to be barren in that day and culture Was like the most shameful, the most humiliating, degrading thing If a woman couldn't bear children for her husband And in particular male children um, It was shameful But not to be able to bear at all was mm. terrible, terrible thing Now God had already promised that they would have a child of promise And it would be Abraham and Sarah's child but Sarah was um, impatient, and I guess she was frustrated, and, and I guess she was tired of living under this mm. shame and this curse. And so she did what was actually a very common cultural practice. She elevated her her handmaid servant, Hagar, and she says to Abraham, you can go and be with her, and perhaps we will get children through her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we, it's a surrogacy It was thing, a right, surrogacy program. And we look at that and go, how demeaning for Hagar. Actually, in that culture, uh, it was not considered demeaning at all. In fact, it was like an elevation that she was chosen, you know, to be this surrogate for, mm. the ma- for her masters. It was not considered anything degrading or demoralizing. She would have been, you know, received great honor and respect from the rest of all of the household. And so she did actually conceive, and she uh, fell pregnant with Ishmael. Now, immediately that that had happened, un- unfortunately Abraham didn't counsel his wife or teach her <laughs> about faith, and they yeah. could have avoided a whole lot of heartache. Yeah. But she did. She conceived Ishmael. But then the problem arose that Hagar became very arrogant, mm. very rude and disrespectful to the very person who gave her favor who actually elevated her standing within the house and she was extremely rude and disrespectful and it was breaking sarah and then uh you know certainly not sarah's finest hour it wasn't wasn't <laughs> abraham's finest hour either but she started to then be very abusive towards hagar and hagar then ran she fled and while she was sitting out in the in the desert uh weeping and she would have been very distraught i mean here she here she was a a um a woman on the run and she was pregnant that mm. would have made her very vulnerable she would have been very scared to be sure but god met her god revealed himself to her and he he also basically she was aware that he could see her she could hear he could hear what was going on in her heart He understood her fear. He knew where she'd come from. He even told her that she was going to bear a son. And he even went on to explain what kind of a man he was going to be. He then went on to say that he was going to bless the child, that he would be prospered. He would be very, you know, um, he would have lots of descendants. So all of a sudden, Hagar is thinking the God of Abraham is a God who sees absolutely everything. There is nothing Mm. hidden from him. And that's where she called him El Roy, the God who sees. We, we learned in the previous program that El is the name for God and Roy means he can see, God sees. And this is amazing. So the, the thing was she went back. But when God spoke to her, he didn't just say, look, you will be blessed, your son will be blessed, and he will be prosperous. He actually said, you go back to Sarah and you be submissive. He was basically telling her, Don't be disrespectful. Don't you treat Sarah the way you have been treating her. You go back and you be submissive the way you were supposed to be in the first place. Mm. So God was looking after her, but he wasn't giving her a free reign to just go back and be the way she was either. Because he could see what was going on all the time. So she went back. And of course, she submitted to Sarah and she behaved herself until Ishmael was born. But there are a lot of places in the Bible that tell us that God sees. And I thought that you and I could go through some of these verses because I, I think sometimes that we tend to think that if nobody else can see us, then maybe God can't see us. Yep. And then there are times we go through really deep struggles and we think, oh, I don't even think God knows that I'm here. I don't mm-hmm. even think he knows that I exist. I think he's forgotten all about me. And we just learned the, a few episodes ago that God can't forget. He never <laughs> yeah, forgets. Right. He knows everything. So I thought maybe it would be good to go through some of these verses.
0: Yeah, well, the first one is uh, Hebrews four thirteen. It says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him, with whom we have to do.
1: Proverbs 5.21 says, For the ways of a man are before the Lord, the eyes of the Lord, and he watches all his paths.
0: And then in Psalm 33, there's a, quite a few verses there that say, The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men from his dwelling place. He looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. And then in verses 18 and 19, it says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope for his loving kindness, to deliver their soul from death. And to keep them alive in famine Oh
1: isn't that amazing Jeremiah twenty three twenty four says Can a man hide himself in hiding places so that I do not see him declares the Lord Do I not fill the heavens and the earth declares <laughs> the Lord You can't get away from That's him He's right. everywhere
0: As much as we might like to think so <laughs> And then in uh, Proverbs 15 it says in verse 3 The eyes of the Lord are in every place watching the evil and the good
1: and then uh, Jeremiah 16:17 it says for my eyes that is god speaking for my eyes are on all their ways they are not hidden from my face nor is their iniquity concealed from my eyes mm. so that's not only does the scripture tell us that when we're in need, we're in, we're in dire straits, when we're in struggles, when we're going through stuff, he sees nothing is hidden from him. But it also says that um, if, we're, if we're not behaving ourselves, that even that is not concealed from mm. his eyes. He sees everything.
0: So, of course, the question then is, what does that actually mean to us?
1: Well, if you feel that God is not aware of what you're going through, he is aware and if we think that God has turned away from us, he hasn't. He might be giving us space to work through some stuff. He might be giving us space to make right decisions. He might be giving us space to develop our faith muscle. I mean, faith faith actually doesn't work unless you actually use it. And you actually won't need to use it unless you're in a circumstance that requires it. And if you think that God hasn't noticed the conduct of the wicked around us and what's going on in the world, you know, I, I often say this I don't know <laughs> there's so much going on in the world I don't understand how God is not doing something about this and yet God is patient and he's kind and he is long suffering with the world because he wants to give everybody an opportunity to repent so it's not that he doesn't or is not aware of it he is completely aware of it and when it seems as if God is blind to us and doesn't respond to our situation he will but he will in his time and in his way. And just like, like Hagar, he wasn't blind to her circumstance. She was scared. She was pregnant. and She was running from a lady who was actually giving her a really, really, really difficult time. And yet God said, go back, submit, behave yourself. I can see it all. <laughs> and in time, it'll all be all right. And then he said the same thing to Sarah as well. I can see what's going on. Just be patient. It's all coming, and the promise will come. You will be a mum, and so I. I think that this particular, um, this particular name of God, El Roy, the God who sees, is both comforting. It is also a little bit scary as well because you can't you can't hide from mm, him. That's right. When you desperately need him, you think, "Oh, thank goodness that I can't get lost from him." But when you're kind of not doing what you're supposed to do, yep. there's nowhere to hide. That's it. So, but it, it's just another facet of Him that there's nothing hidden from him.
0: It's a great uh, illustration of uh, the God who sees El Roy. And a reminder that uh, there's lots more notes always with the, the different uh, segments that we do uh, than we get to air. So you can always check out the website, vision.org.au slash foundations, to see more about these different names. We're going to continue our series, looking at the names of God, next time on Foundations.